Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Make a difference thanks to the Chemist Warehouse Charity Super Raffle. Head online to donate today. This is Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. No Ricardo Ball, man, at Grammar's finest, and Mark Watson with you alongside of me, Peter Alatini, 26 minutes away from right. We talk all things to do with Moana Pacifica. We talk a little bit about Fiji and rugby as well. Peter Alatini, good evening. Malolele, talofa lava, Mark. Always a pleasure to see my man's old boy on screen as usual, mate. 43-33. Another loss, but some positives to come out of it. But maybe the area of concern, and just running through the statistics here, set piece, uh, line outs, and the number of turnovers they conceded, and it tends to be starting to become just a little bit of a common theme. You sort of feel if they can just address those issues, they can, they can get that second 40 right. Totally, Mark. And, and I think we have to take into account um, how costly those yellow cards they got. Mm. Um, they ended up giving three yellow cards. Uh, you know, the second one was probably the cost of where Melbourne's uh, Rebels scored two tries from. And then when they got that, that third yellow card, they, they scored another try off it. So um, besides those those key points that you put out around their game, um, those yellow cards are, are pretty costly, especially with the game like this where they, they really stuck in there and, and actually, um, you know, got themselves back in a bit of momentum to put themselves in a position to actually win at the end yeah. when it was 38-31. Is it pressure that leads to a lack of discipline? Is it fatigue? I mean, uh, look, I, I, I hate to say it, but you tend to. I, I think when you when you look at the Moana Pacifica team and you look at the number of penalties they concede each week, it's certainly greater than the other franchises. And then clearly, if you're going to infringe, it's going to lead to yellow cards. Why? Why is there a discipline issue here? And I, I and I don't, I don't, I you know, I just mean it purely in a technical. I, th- I think it's. I think there's, there's, there's got to be some conditional issues in there. I think they tend to cheat when you're desperate at times. Yeah. Um, there's, there's playing to a, to the line of the law, but when it becomes really consistent, when teams are uh, are really under pressure, especially like the minor have been at times, um, we just tend to do a bit too much and and don't realise, I suppose, for, for Moana especially, it's, it's been really costly. So... There's definitely a bit of issue. I feel at times, and this is my first opinion, is at times we just we just lag a little bit behind in terms of conditioning and being at the right places, uh, and therefore causing, like you're saying, those penalties we're giving away, and then penalties at crucial times, which uh, are affecting obviously try scoring errors, which effectively puts a yellow card in it, and they're out. Yeah, because, I mean, look, I'm a big one when it comes to conditioning, when it comes to fitness. I've always harped on about this. When you see a, t- see, see a team really, really talented, not performing, you can say, well, perhaps it's application or often it is a fitness thing because you do sense if you can get the fitness right, then, again, the breakdown other areas also, you alleviate those areas as well. I mean, clearly, if you're breathing through your eyelids, you're not going to get to the breakdown, are you? <laughs> Absolutely, Mark. And, and I'm, 
you know, the game, we know the game now is, is faster, stronger. Um, it requires the, these guys to be at a, a, a top end in terms of, of conditioning phase, you know. So um, so it's interesting, you know, that, that these guys are always, and we've seen it, you know, we spoke about it around that 60-minute mark. They're getting better and, and, and closer to the 80 mark. So, yeah, I just I, I feel that there's probably a big part in that with the boys. Um, and I think sometimes it's, it's a responsibility thing, right? You know, you, you're in that position now, you're a professional, um, and it's about kind of a, a personal responsibility that you want to be at your best every time you walk on the field. So, yeah, I'll put that a little bit back on the players too. Mm. 22 and a half minutes away from eight, you are listening to um, Pacific Flair, Peter Alatini with me. Uh, Peter, we were having a conversation last week in terms of pathways for the Pacifica players coming through and, you know, how realistic is it trying to bring talent directly out of the islands, whether it be Tonga, whether it be Samoa, uh, because it's such a big step up into Super Rugby. Is the answer here possibly having a Moana Pacifica team as part of MPC? Mm. I was thinking that too, uh, Mark, you know, the draw did it really well when they, they were in the Australian um, yeah. competition. Well, their, their kind of loyalty competition, which was NPC. But something like that, I think, for for our homeland kids that, to be able to play in so we can kind of further develop, um, you know, their, their skills in, in, in terms of the pathway going into Moana. I think a, a competition here will be fantastic um, for... for Moana to be part of, whether it's, even if it's just, uh, I suppose you have to be an NPC, but you definitely have to come up the, the route, which is traditionally, I suppose, you start the map to Heartland and then build the way up, which I don't think is a bad thing either, as long as we can kind of kind of prove their worth and, and get guys playing at, at a better level than they're, they're probably out of the islands. Yeah, it just it's just missing that it's just missing that gap at the moment, isn't it? I mean, you would agree though; it's just too big a step, isn't it? Coming straight from playing rugby in the Pacific oh. Islands and taking your best players and saying, "Right, you've suddenly made the Moana Pacific, and next week you're playing the Crusaders." Look, you know, there's, there's probably one or two. Look, we look at Miracle Fylangi, and he's done a fantastic job to to be an advocate for players coming from the islands. But I think for the majority, especially for both, if we're looking at at talent that both ends back from the islands, it would be probably the better path would be have a team here to play that come through the ranks of Heartland into EPC and get regular rugby at, at, in this kind of level, you know, to, to, to kind of harness them before they actually get led out into, into Super Rugby. Okay. Uh, look, I've just had a text come in here, Peter, that I, I, I just want to get you to answer because we sat here and we opened the show and you lost and we've sort of gone through a few negative things. But what were some of the positive? What were some of the things that Moana Pacifica did do well on the weekend? Look, they still got um, – I thought the, um, they still managed when they do find space uh, early and when they break that line. Their continuity play is probably one of the best – they're a bit like Jura as well. When, when they get things going forward and they've got guys coming from different um, lines, um, we saw it in those, in those last couple of tries that they scored, um, especially the Fene initially probably second try where they attack from their own line. But it's around that, once they break that line, it's very hard for teams to kind of come back and, and regroup, especially if they have, have all those um, um, backup players and such. So, the team is still scoring some fantastic tries in, in terms of, of those kids. So they're knowing how to get over the line. It's, um, it's just that there's those periods, like we're saying, where, where the momentum they need to keep grasping onto, to hold onto, is, is probably the, the, just the key work on. But I think 
you know, you, you can't go past Levi Amor being still really destructive in the middle there. He's just causing havoc in every team he plays against. Um, and, and then, you know, I thought young Bokachi, he's, he's growing into it. Um, you know, the, the combination he's got with, with the half, it, it's, it's starting to come together. It's just a matter of patching that uh, consistently throughout the game to get the result. It is 19 minutes away from 8 if you've got a text or you've got a question for Peter Alatini regarding Moana Pacifica um, if you want to touch too on the Fijians we probably should um, include them as part of Pacifica Flair uh, you can text us here on double eight double three. we will take a break we'll come back with more just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse Chemist Warehouse the real house of fragrances DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz 14 minutes away from eight years, celebrating everything too with uh, Pacifica, Moana Pacifica, Super Rugby. Uh, Peter Alatini alongside of me. Uh, it doesn't get any easier for them this weekend. They've got the Blues at Eden Park. What I will say, what I will say, Eden Park is just a ground that is set up open running rugby. I mean, uh, what what I'd like to see and what has been disappointing, I'd like just to see the crowd come along and support this Moana Pacifica mm. team. Uh, do they need to move out of Mount Smart? Do they need to move it somewhere else? It just doesn't seem to be working there. Uh, I mean, it seems to work for rugby league, but it doesn't seem to quite capture the Pacifica rugby community. Oh, I, I, know we've, I actually spoke about this with, with someone the other day, that you know, when you compare the crowds that go through to watch one on a Saturday and then the Warriors on a Sunday, um, which is fair enough. I mean, it's, it is the Warriors' home and they've got a, a strong fan base. But I'd like, I'd like the team to probably be based in South Auckland, right yeah. in the heart of South Auckland, and, and probably you'll get, um, will get better crowds and, and just easy accessible to to uh, where these boys are. Um, a little bit like Oniwa Domain back in the day. <laughs> yes, yeah, the Oniwa Domain for Takapuna. Yeah, just, I just think it's um, there is definitely a community here that they do uh, embrace with. I just think. Um, Mount Smart's probably not um, where it is for 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 the, for, for the fan base, especially out here. I, I think out in South Auckland, you'll, you'll get a huge um, group coming through and um, and be able to support the team. But, but I'd also suggest too that a lot of the Pacific Island community, when it comes to rugby, are probably well and truly embedded with the Blues because they've always had a strong Pacifica yeah. presence. And you grow up as a That's fan, right. and your dad was a fan, and they've got a history, haven't they? Going back to '96, where Moana are a relatively new franchise. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we we touched on that that it's it's tough being in Auckland, knowing that um, a lot of the, the fan base has has been established with the Blues, and we've had a lot of Pacifica um, players that have come through the Blues, so we totally understand that. I think, but there is a, a next generation. I reckon if you, if you can grab it, that you may be able to attract. Um, and and there's a bit probably some some pathways for those that um, may not pick up. Uh, you know, by first choice into a New Zealand pathway that that maybe um, capture some of the parents and, and, and all the all the uh, the families here with the, of the new generations of players coming through. Okay, so what do you want to see from Moana Pacifica this weekend against the Blues? What what will the coaches be wanting to see? I mean, realistically, I don't think anybody's expecting Moana to get get the win over the Blues, but they certainly don't want to see Moana waving the white flag. I think for me, uh, it's, it's that weekend we gather around just, you know, those little errors we were talking about, um, Mark, when, when they get on top, just try and stay on top and, and, and keep that pressure on the teams. I think where they just got to get better is, is when they score the next kind of few plays that they play next is, is actually putting pressure back on 
back on the team, you know, back on back on the blues this weekend. It goes back to what you're saying. It's the speed of the game that's getting them at the moment, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and for them, it's, it's they've got to go at their pace to try and control that. But um, at the same time, you know, they have got that flare outside and, and breaking the line. I reckon, you know, the key around those midfielders, our loose trios, um, getting those guys around, um, and they've, been, they've been fantastic for this team. So, I just want to say, when they open them up, um, it's it's pretty pretty cool rugby to watch. The hardest thing about this team is they've just got as much attacking power as, as Moana, probably even better with, with the Blues group. So you got to be really, you can't be careless against this Blues team because if, if they click um, as as the back three and, and when they do, they, they are pretty dangerous. Be a mouth-watering, won't it? Rico Iwani up against Amoa. Yeah. It'd be a good test. It'd be a good test for Rico Iwani's defensive abilities because you know I, yeah, I we had Daryl Gibson on earlier and he reckons it's an area that um, Iwani's worked on a lot, but he wasn't that impressed a couple of years ago. But this guy's going to test him. Yep, absolutely. And, and I agree with with Daryl. If there's one thing that that we uh, that we always look for, I suppose, as a midfield, is it's all fair and well the attack will look after. And we know Iwani's a great attacker coming from what he was doing on the wing, but. Especially in the midfield, just getting those reads right, you know, those, those key defensive reads, guys coming outside, being able to push uh, and actually make that tackle. And that's the biggest thing. So, so it'll, be a, it'll be an awesome test for, for Rico one this week against an uh, informally by more. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about um, Failangi playing at six for Moana Pacifica. Uh, on the opposite side, he will come up, he will come up against Papalihi. Uh, that, again, will be a, a, a good test for the young man. Yeah, mate, I, I love I keep saying I, I really do um, been really impressed with this young boy. It's just taking this opportunity. And what I like about him, Mark, is he keeps playing to his strengths, you know. He's, he's athletic. He does come in and, and does a little bit of that robust work, but he knows he's, he, he's a player on the outside. He's on the edge. He'll try and free himself up to get space and then stay and play for those little pop balls. And he's actually got unbelievable um, pace. He's quite fast for, for a six, so... Um, I know that, that knowing Dalton, that he'll, he'll make sure that he doesn't get that pace up. And then we know that Dalton is a fantastic defender and he's actually pretty quick himself. So it'll be a fantastic tussle uh, between those two young lads. Do you, do you send your big boppers um, straight up the channel, straight up to Barrett at 10? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. You want to get him in, at 10. But most of the time, he probably defends at the back, he, so, he, which yeah. they do. Yeah, well, they are, so, um, they, they are quite good, aren't they, at sort of alleviating that pressure on him at times when defensively. That's right. And I mean, you know, with his kicking game at the back and then his ability to attack should a fractured um, chase bond come up. So, so you know, it's pretty smart that they do have such a play at the back that they can bring back the ball or kick it, kick it back with interest. Mm. OK, let's get your DHL Moana Pacifica player of the round. I was really impressed with this young kid. I've just kind of um, been following him. He came through Ponsonby when I was coaching Pakarana. And, man, he was a beast. And I said, oh, man, this kid is always in club footy. He needs high levels. So he went to Northland um, and then uh, played for Ponsonby, went to Northland, and he's, he's made a start. And um, there's no Jonah Mog. He, I thought he was outstanding for Moana at uh, Stephen. And he's got, he brings that robust game. He was hard on the ball. He was... Um, taking um, efforts upon efforts and, and carrying the ball. So he kind of um, taken, taken over from uh, Amuatanga, who's, who I think may be injured. 
He's, he's really a brace perfect strong, so they haven't. Uh, this kid has kind of taken his opportunities, and he's going really well. How much of a concern, though? You talk about Jonah Mo. You talk about Failangi. How how hard is it going to be, and even Amor, to actually keep these guys at Moana Pacifica mm. with the other Super Rugby teams looking at them? Clearly, Japan will be looking at them. Potentially, the All Blacks are looking at them. I know we, we spoke about this last week. The the area around where these kids. Um, you know, we are they committed to in terms of their real pathway of going forward. And that's probably an area where I really like some clarity around where does Moana fit? Because we know yeah. it, it is far more Tonga, they say. But is, is it that we, as hard as it may be, can we commit those players yep. for those nations yeah. going and, forward? Yeah, or even just making sure they're subsidised that you've got a nucleus of core players that are with Moana Pacifica four or five years and that you can build around it, you've got some experience and you can start establishing a culture and an expectation. Absolutely. I agree, 100%. Okay, uh, Peter, give us your DHL Super Rugby Player or Super Pacific, Super Rugby Pacifica Player of the Round. This can be outside oh, of Moana Pacifica. This one I've gone for, um, although I, I thoroughly love the, the Crusaders and and um, Chiefs game, which was a fantastic game. I did watch the Brumbies and, and one, uh, the Hurricanes game, and I yep. thought uh, I stuck for more. I thought he was outstanding in that game. Um, his his uh, set pieces, but uh, you know, as we know around the field, he's been outstanding. But it was great to see him get, get his big blockbusting runs back in there. It was hard to tackle and offloading. <laughs> so it was great. Um, just just while well, we've got a minute or so, at King's College, they played any preseason games? How have they been travelling? Uh, oh, been a little bit tough to follow this year. Um, <laughs> my my, my Max boys played. My Max boys played a friendly against St Peter's on Saturday. I still don't know the result of that one. <laughs> so yeah, so they've got the big Sacred Heart. The Sacred Heart is, is a uh, the Kirk, looking very good. The Kirkpatrick uh, so Cup, yeah, that's the one. So I'll be I'll be at that one this week. Uh, there's always an annual uh, old boys luncheon. It's before before the game. Yeah, and you've got um. You got we've got kings at Mags this year. Oh, they're coming! To, oh, they're coming! They're coming to the kingdom. BG Williams Field. There you go. I oh, know, mate. I've played there a couple of times. It's never enjoyable. Yeah. It's never enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look, Peter. Lovely to chat, mate. And all the very best for your Moana Pacifica team against the Blues this weekend. Always a pleasure, Marky. Thank you very much. There you go. Thanks, guys. Talking Pacific Flair here on SENZ. Special thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway, and you can watch all the action live on Sky Sport. Get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz.